Welcome to the Sales Made Simple podcast. It's for women just like you who want to make more money and grow a business that allows you to create an awesome life for you and your family. Money won't buy happiness, but it sure does help. I've spent 15 years working in sales and I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. So each week I'll break down all the strategies that you need so that you can attract your ideal client with ease, be booked out with paying clients and make consistent sales each month without a hint of sleaze, desperation or being the slightest bit pushy. Sales really is simple when you know how and I promise you, if you implement what I teach each week, you'll end up loving sales. So let's dive straight in, let's overcome your fears and let's learn just how simple selling really is. Welcome to another episode of Sales Made Simple. How are you? Now, got a little confession to make. Um, I'm recording this. This is my first day back after the Christmas holidays. Now, this episode won't be going out until the end of January. That's because I batch record all of my podcasts. So I had a completely different episode that I was going to do today. Um but I've sat down at my desk. It is actually the 9th of January today. Uh, kids have just gone back to school and I sat down at my desk and I had the biggest overwhelming bout of self-doubt. And I was like, I've got to record a podcast on this. Now, I've had a long time off over the Christmas holidays. My kids finished on the 13th of December. The 13th, they didn't even do a full day on the 13th. So I've had weeks of not working. Now, between you and me, it was well needed. I think, if I'm really honest, I was on the cusp, the very cusp of a bit of burnout. So the holidays were a welcome relief. Um, I scheduled most stuff. So you probably saw me over December. I know a lot of you um, sent lovely messages, thank you very much, um, about my videos and my reels. All of that was batched. All of that was reused and it just went out so that I was visible. But I got to take, what was that, three, three, three and a bit weeks off. Um, so I, I needed it. Anyway, I'm, di- I'm digressing. So I sat down at my desk today, not having worked for ages. And I thought, right, I'd got a plan. I'd done that before I went on holiday um, for the Christmas break. So I knew exactly what I needed to do today. I'd got a podcast that I was a guest on. So I'd just done that interview. And I had three of my own podcasts that I wanted to record. So I knew what the title was. You know, just all I had to do was sit down and do it. So this morning, I thought, I'll just put my posts out there. I'll just put my offer post out there because every day, I sell. So every day there is a post that goes out to say, this is what I'm selling. I put it out there and then just this pang of no one's going to buy. It's crap. The wording's all wrong. The messaging is rubbish. No one's going to buy. And yesterday um, I wasn't working because Henry was with me. So I did a big sort out of the kids' toys. Oh my God. And um, just to help pass a little bit of time and make the job a bit easier. I was watching videos on Instagram and this one woman came up and actually she was talking about um, how she was struggling as well. Um, but she said, I booked out, got loads of clients. And I went, oh my God, oh my God. What if I don't sell anything in January? What if I don't sell anything in February? And then what happens is, and this, this is how your mind is designed to work. It starts catastrophizing. So then it was going, what about March? What have we don't sell in March? 
Oh my God. And I had a really good year, 2023. Made more money than I've ever made. I worked with more clients than I've worked with. Um, I launched new stuff. It's just, it's just a phenomenal year. But of course, what does our mind do? It goes, you're not going to do that well this year, are you? That was just a fluke. That was just lucky. Right place, right time. That won't happen again. All these, this stuff. I always do it in a, like a, a whiny voice because that's what it makes me feel like. Oh, here it is again, whining, that voice in my head. So of course, when I sat down, I'd got all this, I call it like mindset garbage. It's like a washing machine, just whirling around on full spin in your head and you can't get rid of it. So I thought, and it, it, now I, I get, don't get me wrong, I get doubt. Like every day I get doubt. Every day I'll get, a, oh God, is that going to work? But more often than not, I can kind of just brush it off and I get on with summer and then it, it goes. But this bugger, oh my God, it was just, it was like someone was sat on my head. And no matter what I thought or did, it was just there. Like this big elephant sat on me, almost like constricting my breathing a little bit. And almost a bit hopeless of no matter what I do, it won't be right. It won't be right. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to, because I feel much better now. You can probably tell in my voice that 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 self-doubt has not gone completely. So I'm not going to lie to you and go, oh God, I just did this and it completely went. I know that every so often, normally at the start of something, start of a new year, start of a launch, start of a new uh, product or something, I'll get this what I can only describe as crippling self-doubt. Now, I have to acknowledge that when I get these episodes, as I call them, they don't go away overnight. This is probably going to take me, I don't want to make you feel bad if you're going through this, but it might take me a week and a bit, might even take me two weeks to fully come out of it, right? That's not to say that I'm going to be crippled by it for the next two weeks, but it's probably just going to be there lurking around and it's going to take me, I almost have to shift into fifth gear or in terms of mindset work to to get rid of it. So that means a lot of journaling. It means a lot of mindset work, um, a lot of visualization, listening to some really good, wholesome podcasts that really talk about mindset, really putting myself in that that energy of, I can bloody do this. I can bloody, I don't have to listen to that voice. I can bloody do this. So I'm going to tell you what I've done today. Now, if you want to know what I'm going to do for the rest of the days, I'll probably be talking about them in my videos. So come and find me on LinkedIn, Instagram. Just search, this is Helen Walker on Instagram, you'll find me. Just type in my name into LinkedIn, you'll find me. I'll be talking about, you know, how I'm overcoming this doubt. Because this is, I know this is not just me. At one time, I would have thought, oh, it's just me and I'm a loser and it's just me feels like this. I know this is widespread. Most women, 99% of women, will experience what I'm experiencing. So I shall share it. So this is what I did today. Now, normally, when I'm having these episodes, I my autopilot is to go, right, well, I'll work harder than anybody else. If I've got this doubt that I'm not going to sell Marthas, I will put in more hours. I'll get up before the kids, when the kids have gone to bed, Um, I'll carry on working. Now, I know that is a recipe for disaster because that's what I've done before. 
have a sip of my tea. Um, a cup of tea always calms me down as well. Good old cup of Yorkshire tea. Oh, I'm, I digress there. I forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, I normally work harder than everybody else. Now, if you've listened to my other podcast episodes, you'll know where this belief has come from about I must work harder than everybody else. It was this thing that happened in maths. If you, if you want to know about it, message me and I'll get the episode for you. But I know I've got this gremlin that makes me feel I'm not as good as everybody else and I have to work way harder than everybody else. So when I have these episodes, as I like to call them, the thing that is triggered in my mind is you're not as good as everybody else. You'll have to work harder than everybody else. So my default autopilot setting is to do exactly that. So I've got to acknowledge that actually, no, all that's going to do is send me into burnout because I've done that before. And that's what happens. I get even more stressed. So I've got to do the opposite of what my mind tells me. So um, I'm just going to stick to my normal hours. I'm not going to get up early and do mad crazy stuff before the kids get up. And I'm not going to be doing loads of work when they've gone to bed. I'm going to have downtime. I'm going to watch some trash on television uh, that doesn't require much thinking. And I'm just going to chill out. Might even treat myself to a bath. Who knows? Um, But I'm not going to go crazy because that never works out well. Now, again, my default setting is uh, don't take any time out of the day. Work like a crazy woman because that's what's going to make your things sell. Now, of course, that's not what's going to make my things sell. Showing up, being visible, uh, talking about good stuff, not having this energy of I need, I need, I need, I need, because that just makes everything go out your grasp even quicker. Um I'm going to do the opposite of what this voice is telling me because this voice is just, it's like faulty wiring. And you have to think, what's happened is it's the faulty wiring's connected and we're, we're, what I'm being told here is is this is like panic thinking. So, okay, what's the opposite? Right, well, I know that I work really well if I look after myself. So if I drink water, if I get exercise, if I get fresh air, if I feed myself properly, if I'm organized, if I declutter the house, um, if I see other people. I know, and I know it sounds crazy, and you might be different. You, like living in an unorganized house may not tip you over the edge. For me, when I am stressed and feeling I'm down at myself, for some reason, when things are a mess, it makes everything feel worse, right? There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just, that's just me. You'll have your own quirks, your own crazy things, um, as I like to call them. So I did something very, um, very crazy for me. I went swimming. So I waited till half nine to miss the traffic. So I did a little bit of work this this morning, just my posting, but I still had this really anxious, like, oh, it's not going to work. And again, your mind catastrophizes. So I was like, I'm going to, no one's going to buy in January. No one's going to buy in Q1. Oh my God, no one's going to buy next year. Everyone's going to think I'm a complete failure. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to have to live in the car. Oh my God, I'm going to have to get the car taken off me. This is the spiral you can end up going down. Catastrophizing. So um, I did the opposite and I went to the gym and I went for a swim. I've, I've taken up swimming. Oh my God, I feel like I found my thing. Because every time I get in the pool, I just feel the weight of the world just disappear. And there was a group of women doing, um, what's that, is it aqua aerobics? And they do exercises in the, in the water. So the instructor had got some music on. It was 80s, bloody love 80s. So I was like, oh, I feel much better already. I took a massive 
thing of water with me. So I was getting my water in because I've been neglecting myself with water and I've not been having a bloody jot of water. I did five lengths. So I was like, oh, it feels really hard. It feels really hard. I don't really want to be here. I don't really want to be here. And I was like, no, I'm just going to. I'm just going to carry on because what I tend to do is I've got myself up to 30 laps now and I can do them quite comfortably. So the old me would have gone, right, we'll do 35 now. We'll do 55. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to do 30 and I'm just going to enjoy them. Now I have, when I've not been feeling so like anxiety ridden, I have been trying to get faster. But today I thought, bugger the speed. I'm just going to go at a nice pace and I'm going to enjoy it. So first five, I was still a bit anxious and I was like, oh my God, it's just hard. Second second five, I was like, just enjoy it. Even took my goggles off. I was like, don't worry about putting red underwater. Just swim. Just enjoy it. Listening to the music, enjoying it. I was like, oh, I did. Te- I did. got to 10. No problem. So I was like, I'm just going to carry it. I did put my goggles back on. I did go a little bit faster. But by that time, I just felt so much better. So I was like, right, let's remember this exercise always sorts me out. Now I'm saying this not as a prescription of if you ever feel doubt, then you must go swimming. You will find your own thing. So I suppose all I'm saying is be mindful of what makes you feel good. And that might be going for a walk. It might be sitting in front of the TV. It might be tidying up because weirdly decluttering makes me feel better. I don't know why yesterday I decluttered my office, which is also the kids' playroom. That's not a good combination for me. Um, but the house we're living in at the minute means that, you know, needs must. So I decluttered some of the kids' toys. That made me feel better. So again, I'm like, right, put that in the memory bank, write it down. When I'm feeling stressed, anxious, doubt myself, because my anxiety, my doubt, is always comes from a place of fear. Um, so, okay, what do we need to alleviate that fear? Well, as weird as it sounds, go swimming, talk to people because, you know, I work in my office on my own. Here I am doing a podcast. I'm just talking to the wall. You know, I don't see that many people. Talk to people, get out, exercise, um, get some fresh air and do some decluttering. Want to attract more clients and make more money in your business? Well, it's time to be more visible because a bigger audience means more sales. But what do you talk about in your live videos? And how do you connect with your audience and turn followers into paying clients? And how do you get over that fear of going live? Well, I've created a free visibility guide for you. So if you want to uplevel your income and grow your business, head to the show notes and download your free guide. Because being more visible means more sales. Um, So that's, that's what I did first. Okay. And then when I came back, I will be honest with you, when I went... I didn't go to Lapis Night because I wanted to miss the traffic. Um, but some lorry had parked right on the bloody traffic lights. So we were queuing for a good 20 minutes. So, of course, this is making my anxiety go more. I'm, I'm talking to myself all the time of, does this really matter? Because that voice in my head is going, you're not going to sell anything. You've got to get back. You've got to work. And I'm going, right, recognise the voice in my head. It's faulty wiring. Doesn't make it true. Just because I, even if I didn't work today, does that mean I've never sell a jot in 2024? Of course it doesn't. So all the time I'm just trying to calm that voice down. Lo and behold it, when I come back, I have to pass a hospital. And for some reason, now and again, the hospital traffic, it's going to the car park, is queuing down the road. So here I am, caught it. I could feel the tension coming back again. I was like, right. I get a choice now. How do I want to feel? I can't, I can't control the cars. They're there, right? We've just got to wait. Now, 
I will be completely honest with you. I did have a moment where this man, he started shouting at me, right? He wanted me to move back. There was nowhere for me to move. And he was like, started shouting obscenities at me. I feel really bad saying this. I stuck two things up out my window at him. And at that moment, I was like, right, I am raging again. I've got to calm this down because if not, this is what starts fueling my self-doubt. This is how it starts. It starts with this anger and then I start beating myself up and I go in on myself and I'm like, oh my crap, and I should be at home and I should be working. And I start saying these horrific things to myself that I would never say to anybody else. So I was like, right, take this sign from this man. Take this as a sign just to chill out. Right, so what can I do? I know that if I put a podcast on that's really powerful and it's about mindset and it's about positive thinking, I know that that really helps me. So I put one on and I've got really into Gabby Burn. Is it Bernstein? Bernstein? I'm doing a manifesting challenge at the moment um, and that is really helping with just keeping the self-doubt at bay. So I put her on and I was like, just focus on this. Lo and behold, the traffic cleared and we're on our way. So I get gets home. Now again, uh, so I've been out of the house for two hours. Now, the old me, when I say the old me, I'm like, I'm talking about last year. I'm not talking about like ages ago. The old me would have been like, right, you've been out for two hours. Don't even eat lunch. Get straight back to your laptop and uh, get those podcasts done. And then get all a load more work that's not even on your to-do list today. Get that done as well. Because again, my belief system is I've got to work harder than everybody else. And I've got to catch myself that I don't have to work harder than everybody else. I've got, I'm a guest on someone's podcast today. I'm going to record three podcasts and then I had a bit of admin to do. That's it. That's all I'm going to give myself to do today. And I have to keep reminding myself that yes, I will get that done before I pick the kids up. Now, another thing that calms me down is exactly that, is um, I did this before Christmas because I, I kind of, I know what I'm like. I knew that come January, I knew the little self-doubt gremlins would come back and I'd be doubting myself and beating up on myself. So I wrote a list of, everything that I needed to do. Now, of course, there's going to be other little things that crop up, but the main projects, as I call them. So I wrote them all down and then I wrote step-by-step step what each what I need to do for each one of those things. And then I went through it and I was like, right, what can I delete? Because I don't know about you, but I put things on my list and I go, when I read them back, I go, do I really need to do that? Or is that just a... Is that me fanning about or, you know, I need I need to update my website because it, it says this instead of that. Like, is that really going to make any difference? So I go through all this, the dross and I cross it out. The stuff that I don't need to do. Is it going to make me money? Is it going to grow my audience? Is it going to develop my relationship with my audience? Is it going to make me money? If it's not a absolute yes, it comes off the list. Now, of course, some things have to be done. There's certain admin and bullshit that needs to be done. So, okay, what needs to be outsourced? Now, again, what I've noticed about myself and when I have these anxiety moments is I go, right, well, I'll do it all myself. I've got to do it all myself. Now, I've got the best VA in the world, but of course I've got to pay her. But because my belief sitting down at my desk this morning was like, I'm not going to make any money, I'm not going to make any money. I then started freaking out that I've got this um, VA. Oh my God, she's going to want pain. She's going to want pain. Right, well, I'll just take all the tasks back off her and I'll do them myself. And I noticed, she was like, Helen, do you need this? I'm going, no, no, don't worry about that. Helen, shall I do this? No, no, don't worry. I'll do it myself, do it myself. And I was like, what am I doing? What on earth am I doing? I'm allowing fear and this ridiculous voice in my head that's not even true to dictate my action. Now, I've got enough money. I have a little account. Uh, 
well, I have a big account. I have an account where you can um, uh, put like little boxes inside your, like money boxes. So I always make sure that every time I get paid an invoice, I put a certain percentage into my VA's pot because my VA is somebody I'm never going to get rid of because she's like a lifesaver. I could pay her, right, for a bloody year. Right? That's how much money I've got saved up. I'm not doing this to show off. See how my voice, my, that inner voice in my head was like, oh my God, Helen, you're showing off. You've got this money to pay her. No, it's just what I've done. But even though logically I go, I've got this money to pay, I can I could have her for a whole year and not earn any money and still pay her. But then this voice of fear goes, oh my God, no, scrap her, scrap her, tell her, tell her you don't need her anymore. Well, of course, that would just make my life harder and actually it would make the prospect of making money harder because rather than doing stuff like this and stuff only I can do, I'd be doing admin and invoices and stuff like that. I digressed a little bit there. So everything that I need to outsource, okay, I'm not going to get rid of her. I'm going to control this voice of fear and go, I need her. And then I'm going to go, here you go, Zoe. Here's a load of stuff that I would like to outsource to you. Thank you very much. And then everything else that's left, which is now a very small list, I time block. Time blocking has been a godsend for me. So time blocking literally is I get my diary out and I go, when am I going to start work? When I'm going to finish work? How many breaks do I need? Because this is what I didn't used to do before. I'd go, right, I'll just work all day. Well, don't have a break. And sometimes I'd be sat at my desk, jiggling around, desperate for a pee. And I'd be like, there's no time. I've got no bloody time. I've got to do all this stuff. Because I put so much stuff in my diary to do. So now I literally put three tasks, three tasks. And that voice in my head goes, oh, that's not enough. That, God, you should be putting like 20 tasks in. Well, all that does is cause me stress. So I time block everything, including my lunch including time to go swimming, including time to get out, even if I just go to the post box, like just get out and have some fresh air. Because I know if, if I protect my mental health first, right, my, my anxiety, because I am prone to this shit, um, business is easier. And this is what I fail to do is um, I can overlook it sometimes and I can... I treat myself like a workhorse. So I've got to remember to be kind to myself because that's going to make my business grow quicker. And I've got to remind myself actually that patience, I've not got any patience. I want everything yesterday. So sometimes I've just got to remind myself that it will happen. You know, the goals that I've set myself, they will happen, but you just got to be patient. And actually my new mantra is I've got to slow down to be able to go forward faster. And then a couple of other things that I'm not going to go into too much because they're quite self-explanatory and this episode has gone on a lot longer than I wanted it to. Other things just to quieten that voice in my head is um, I look at my testimonials and I go, well, I can't be that crap, can I? Because I've got all these testimonials. Uh, In fact, somebody wrote me a lovely testimonial on LinkedIn this morning, basically saying I was great. So I read through those and I go, well, not all of these people would lie, would they? Not all these people go, oh God, well, let's just give Ellen a testimonial to shut her up. There must be some truth in this stuff. I look at the results that I've got from my clients and I go, you know, yes, they took action and it's it's all about them, but I helped them. You know, I've helped them to achieve that. So I can't be that crap. And this all helps me to show up and to feel confident and not to have such horrible anxiety and have such horrible doubt because if you're doubting yourself 
and you're telling yourself no one's going to buy and your offers are crap and I don't know, all the stuff that we just tell ourselves that brings us down and makes us feel like crap and not want to show up. You know, if we're, if we're telling ourselves that, then of course we're not going to want to show up. And subconsciously, even if you do force yourself to show up when you're massively down yourself and you're going through like an anxiety situation like I was this morning, your audience is going to feel it. They're going to pick up on the fact that you don't quite believe what you're saying, that you don't really feel that confident, um, and they're not going to buy. So I hope that helped. I felt like that was a bit of a therapy session for me. So I hope that you have found it useful. So to set my anxiety-ridden, off-the-scale, catastrophic voice that I'm having right now at rest, Will you just drop me a message? So either um, come and find me on Instagram. This is Helen Walker. Send me a DM. Just say you've listened to this episode. Or come and find me on LinkedIn. Or if you go to the show notes, my email address will be there. Yeah, come drop me a message. Let's have a chat because I do love hearing from you. But I really hope that helped because I know I'm not the only one going through this. I used to think I was the only one, but I know I'm not. So I hope that that has helped just... I don't know, put things in perspective or just quieten that voice down. Um, and I suppose most of all, just make you realise that you're totally bloody normal. If this is what you're experiencing, any kind of doubt or, you know, you're just second guessing yourself or you're telling yourself a pack of lies, it is normal. It's just that we don't have to deal with it, you know. And I always say to all my people who come and join my program at first, I'll say the only difference between me and you right now is I know how to control that voice in my head. You know, sometimes it takes me longer than I'd like, but I've got the tools to quieten that voice down because otherwise it just derails you and it takes over. So, you know, all it is, is you just need to learn those tools. So hopefully this is just, this is just the start. There's just a few things to get you going. Um, but if you want to find out more about how to manage that voice and how to be more visible and how to feel more confident and how to show up, um, then get in touch and I can tell you all about my programs if that's what's right for you right now. But I hope that helped. And I will see you next week for another episode. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now, remember, sales really is simple. It might not feel like it now, but I promise you it will. So go out there, show up, be visible and share your offers with your audience because people need your solutions. They need what you're selling. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Sales Made Simple. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time for another episode.